Buckle up, beloved. Turbulent weather lies ahead. During the final seven-year tribulation period leading up to Armageddon, the Church of Jesus Christ will be under great trial and be in the midst of and driving the final global attack on Satan's enclaves for the deliverance of the lost and bound sons and daughters of Adam. Be sure of this. The real sold-out church will produce at the highest Holy Ghost level. The gates of hell will not prevail. Remember, gates don't move. No, the soldiers of the cross will be knocking down the devil's dungeon doors and liberating the spiritually blind and deaf by the millions. Satan and his devils will howl like coyotes. I believe we are very close now to the end of all of it. And with the saints around the globe, I'm shouting, Hallelujah! Even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. 1 Thessalonians 4:15 through 18 For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. All those who have made a covenant by sacrifice will qualify for all the marvels of God's promises. Psalms chapter 50, verse 5, Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. A covenant is a contract, and that contract is signed at the place Jesus calls born again, John 3, 3. The sacrifice is your life surrendered unto Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Dear visitor, if you have yet to be born again, terrible and deadly times approach for this world. There will be no help or hope, but today you will be given the opportunity to change it all. In just a few moments, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. If you follow from your heart, your life will begin anew. Instead of Satan and his minions dominating and terrifying you in Christ Jesus, you will begin to dominate and terrify Satan and his camp for the very first time. Today all sin will be forgiven and all its shame erased. Today all the devil's bondages in your life will be broken. The bigger the better. Today you will be born again, born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. You are in the valley of decision, and your soul is truly in your own hand. Here is the simple prompt I promised. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Revelation chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. 
and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God said, Matthew chapter 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. God said, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world, and certainly no judgment day. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1097, that will again certify the marvelous inerrancy of God's beautiful book, the Majority Text Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio and can be downloaded to your digital device at no charge. Listen to one every day. You'll grow rich in faith and be more productive in your efforts to bring redemption to the lost. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, God said, man said, grows by one. Thank you for visiting. Around the year 2020, I said that it was possible that we had entered the dreaded seven-year tribulation period that leads up to the world-ending battle of Armageddon. As in all of the God said, man said, 21 signs of doomsday features, we emphasize that only God knows the timing of these world-ending events. However, many signs to watch are prophesied in the Bible. Those signs are now mounting fast and beginning to flash red. Jesus described the great tribulation period in Matthew 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Matthew 24, 3 through 8, speaks of what he calls the beginning of sorrows. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. This feature is being published on March 3, 2022 A.D. Presently, Russia is attacking the people of Ukraine and threatening nuclear force. China is poised to invade Taiwan, and a major confrontation between Israel and Iran looms. The entire world reels under the deadly weight of COVID-19 and its variants. There are huge supply chain disruptions and food shortages, famine, pestilence, earthquakes, droughts, political unrest, and rampant escalating crime. And this is just the beginning of sorrows. The world's situation at the end of days will be very dark indeed. 
but it could not be brighter for the redeemed. Even the Antichrist and Armageddon itself works for the good of the children of God. Stay tuned for more. This God said, man said, doomsday update addresses the coming one world government. Revelation 13, 4 through 8. And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. The son of perdition will rule the world, and the needed global mechanisms are already in place. Simply flip the switch and turn up the power. Some of the global mechanisms would include the United Nations. Technically, the Secretary General of the United Nations is the quasi-leader of the world. Sovereign nations just need to yield to a little more authority. The World Health Organization, called WHO. The World Court, located in The Hague, Netherlands. World Climate Control Bureaucrats. Talk during the financial collapse of 2008 and 2009 included discussions of a one-world currency and much more. The December 2021 issue of Imprimus, a publication of Hillsdale College, published a speech by Dr. Michael Rechtenwald on November 7, 2021. Excerpts follow. Michael Rechtenwald is the chief academic officer for American scholars. He has a B.A. from the University of Pittsburgh, an M.A. from Case Western Reserve University, and a Ph.D. in literary and cultural studies from Carnegie Mellon University. He has taught at New York University, Duke University, North Carolina Central University, Carnegie Mellon University, and Case Western Reserve University. The following is adapted from a talk delivered at Hillsdale College on November 7, 2021, during a Center for Constructive Alternatives conference on the Great Reset. Is the Great Reset a conspiracy theory? Imagining a vast left-wing plot to establish a totalitarian one-world government? No. Despite the fact that some people may have spun conspiracy theories based on it, for some reason, as we will see, the Great Reset is real. Indeed, just last year, Klaus Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the World Economic Forum, the WEF, a famous organization made up of the world's political, economic, and cultural elites that meets annually in Davos, Switzerland, and Thierry Malaret, co-founder and main author of the Monthly Barometer, published a book called COVID-19, The Great Reset. In the book, they define the Great Reset as a means of addressing the weakness of capitalism that was purportedly exposed by the COVID-19 pandemic. But the idea of the Great Reset goes back much further. It can be traced at least as far back as the inception of the WEF, originally founded as the European Management Forum in 1971. In that same year, Schwab, an engineer and economist by training, 
published his first book, Modern Enterprise Management and Mechanical Engineering. It was in this book that Schwab first introduced the concept he would later call stakeholder capitalism, arguing that the management of a modern enterprise must serve not only shareholders, but all stakeholders to achieve long-term growth and prosperity. The Great Reset aims to usher in a bewildering economic amalgam, Schwab's stakeholder capitalism, which I have called corporate socialism, and Italian philosopher Giorgio Agamben has called communist capitalism. In brief, stakeholder capitalism involves the behavioral modification of corporations to benefit not shareholders, but stakeholders, individuals, and groups that stand to benefit or lose from corporate behavior. Stakeholder capitalism requires not only corporate responses to pandemics and ecological issues such as climate change, but also rethinking corporations' commitments to already vulnerable communities within their ecosystems. This is the social justice aspect of the Great Reset. To comply with that, governments, banks, and asset managers use the Environmental, Social, and Governance Index to squeeze non-woke corporations and businesses out of the market. The ESG Index is essentially a social credit score that is used to drive ownership and control of production away from the non-woke or non-compliant. Governance is not only increasingly privatized, but also, and more importantly, corporations are deputized as major additions to governments and intergovernmental bodies. The state is therefore extended, enhanced, and augmented by the addition of enormous corporate assets. As such, corporations become what I have called governmentalities, otherwise private organizations wielded as state apparatuses with no obligation to answer to pesky voters. Since these corporations are multinational, the state essentially becomes a globalist, whether or not a one-world government is ever formalized. As if the economic and even governmental research were not dramatic enough, the technological reset reads like a dystopian science fiction novel. It is based on the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or 4IR for short. The first, second, and third industrial revolutions were the mechanical, electrical, and digital revolutions. The 4IR marks the convergence of existing and emerging fields, including big data, artificial intelligence, machine learning, quantum computing, genetics, nanotechnology, and robotics. If already existing 4IR developments are any indication of the future, then the claim that it will contribute to human happiness is false. These developments include Internet algorithms that feed users prescribed news and advertisements and downrank or exclude banned content, algorithms that censor social media content and consign dangerous individuals and organizations to digital gulags, keyword warranties based on search engine inputs, apps that track and trace COVID violations and report offenders to police, Robot police with scanners to identify and round up the unvaccinated and other dissidents. And smart cities, where residents are digital entities to be monitored, surveilled, and recorded, and where data on their every move is collected, collated, stored, and attached to a digital identity and a social credit score. 
in terms of the social order, the Great Reset promises inclusion in a shared destiny. But the subordination of so-called netizens implies economic and political disenfranchisement, a hypervigilance over self and others, and social isolation, or what Hannah Arendt called organized loneliness on a global scale. This organized loneliness is already manifest in lockdowns, masking, social distancing, and the social exclusion of the unvaccinated. The title of the Ad Council's March 2020 public service announcement alone together, (laughs) it perfectly captures this essence of organized loneliness. In my recent book, Google Archipelago, I argued that leftist authoritarianism is the political ideology and modus operandi of what I call Big Digital, which is on the leading edge of a nascent world system. Big Digital is the communications, ideological, and technological arm of an emerging corporate socialist totalitarianism. The Great Reset is the name that has since been given to uh, to the project of establishing this world system. In May 2018, the WEF collaborated with the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security to conduct Clade X, a simulation of a national pandemic response. Specifically, the exercise simulated the outbreak of a novel strain of a human parainfluenza virus with genetic elements of the Nipah virus uh, called Clade X. The simulation ended with a news report stating that in the face of Cladex, without effective vaccines, experts tell us that we could eventually see 30 to 40 million deaths in the U.S. and more than 900 million around the world, 12% of the global population. Clearly, preparation for a global pandemic was in order. In October of 2019, the WEF collaborated with Johns Hopkins and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation on another pandemic exercise, Event 2001, which simulated an international response to the outbreak of a novel, uh, of a novel, excuse me, coronavirus. This was two months before the COVID outbreak in China became news, and five months before the World uh, Health Organization. Uh, declared it a pandemic, and it closely resembled the future COVID scenario, including incorporating the idea of asymptomatic spread. The Clade-X and Event 2001 simulations anticipated almost every eventuality of the actual COVID crisis, most notably the responses by governments, health agencies, the media, tech companies, and elements of the public. The responses and their effects included Worldwide lockdowns, the collapse of businesses and industries, the adoption of biometric surveillance technologies, an emphasis on social media censorship to combat misinformation, the flooding of social and legacy media with authoritative sources, widespread riots, and mass unemployment. In addition uh, to being promoted as a response to COVID, the Great Reset uh, is promoted as a response to climate change. In 2017, the WEF published a paper entitled, We Need to Reset the Global Operating System to Achieve the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. On June 13, 2019, the WEF signed a Memorandum of Understanding with the United Nations to form a partnership 
to advance the UN 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Shortly after that, the WEF published the United Nations World Economic Foreign Strategic Partnership Framework for the 2030 Agenda, promising to help finance the UN's climate change agenda and committing the WEF to help the UN meet the needs of the fourth industrial revolution, including providing assets and expertise for digital governance. In June 2020, at its 50th annual meeting, the WEF announced the Great Reset's official launch, and a month later, Schwab and Malaret published their book on COVID and the Great Reset. The book declared that COVID represents an opportunity that can be seized, that we should take advantage of this unprecedented opportunity to reimagine our world, that the moment must be seized to take advantage of this unique window of opportunity, and that for these fortunate for those fortunate excuse me enough to find themselves in industries naturally resilient to the pandemic think here of big tech companies like apple google facebook and amazon the crisis was not only bearable but even a source of profitable opportunities at a time of distress for the majority end of quote a new world dialogue, a new way of speaking, a new global thinking has emerged, and it is not happenstance. No, Satan orchestrates every line. Satan's desire is to be like God. Isaiah fourteen twelve through 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground? which didst weaken the nations, for thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, 3, and 4. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Satan wants to be like God, and he knows everything is made out of words. He also read John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Satan must control the world's vocabulary. This new way of speaking is surely not happenstance, but rather a carefully crafted agenda an agenda for one world government, fully antichrist at its foundation. The mechanisms for the one world government of Revelation is in place, awaiting the flip of the switch. Besides the short list of world orders you read earlier, you can now add WEF, World Economic Forum, which is working very effectively just under the radar. Satan's people understand dark sentences. God's great prophet Daniel pens these words in Daniel chapter 8, verse 23. And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fool, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. These dark sentences are hidden from unfocused view. They would include the occultic world, as well as highly demographically structured big data algorithms. Some of the devil's new vocabulary would include new words and phrases like social credit score, woke, politically correct speech, socially correct speech, world without borders, big tech censorship, 
keyword warranties, corporate EPG credit scores, corporate globalism, carbon credits, climate control, mainstream corporate media, COVID passports, unvaxxed, national global shutdowns, Hillary Clinton and the Russian reset button, LGBTQXYZ, netizens, organized loneliness. You get the idea. For the world, the situation at hand is very dark and precarious. For the blood-bought, it could hardly be brighter. The 180 principle applies here big time. A circle has 360 degrees. At the 180-degree mark are two perfectly opposite positions. In this life, there are only two camps from which to choose, God's and Satan's. Examples of the 180 include God is light, Satan is darkness, God is love, Satan is hatred. God is faith, Satan is unbelief. God is certainty, Satan is doubt. God is life, Satan is death. These are all the same type of measures, but at opposite positions. The 180 will be glaring. The Bible says that everything is for our sakes, and that certainly includes the Antichrist and even Armageddon. During the window of time that the very deadly son of perdition comes into the global picture— the Lord Jesus returns for his bride, and the redeemed will be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds, where we will shine in his glory forever. So the sun of perdition is very dark for this world, but very bright for the blood-bought. This is the 180. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1 through 6. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that she be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, is that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, and or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now ye know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. The final dark and deadly battle of Armageddon approaches, and for the earth's citizens it will be world-ending. For the born-again, however, it is a most brilliant, glorious victory and a new beginning. At Armageddon, the Lord Jesus Christ returns to this earth with all his saints with him and destroys the wicked with the brightness of his coming. Satan is cast into the bottomless pit and bound for a thousand years. The redeemed reign with Christ for a thousand years, and we rebuild the waste places. Armageddon is deep and dark for the unsaved, but bright and beautiful for the children of God. This is the 180 in high form. Everything works for our good, for our sakes, we must not fear. In the midst of great national judgment, God speaks these words to those who are walking in faith and obedience in Jeremiah seventeen seven through 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green." and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The prophet Isaiah writes these words in chapter 54, 16 and 17. Behold, I have created the smith that bloweth the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the waster to destroy. 
No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Saints, God is our portion, and he alone is our fear. Isaiah chapter 8, 12 and 13. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear, nor be afraid. Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. A one-world government is in the making fast. But remember, it must work together for our good. It is not optional. God said, Revelation thirteen four through 8, And they worshiped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. And he opened his mouths and blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. God said, Matthew 24, verse 21, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. God said, Jeremiah seventeen seven and 8, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Man said, These foolish doomsday prophets make me laugh. There is no end to this world and certainly no judgment day. Now you have the record.